Welcome, welcome. <laughs> yes, um... We are here again. Yes. Hey, guys. At, at Muffy's Playhouse. Whoa, what? You know... <laughs> <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? Pee Wee Herman. Yes. Pee Wee Herman. And my mom would not like for me to watch him. She always Why? thought he was very strange. Well, was that prior to the... That was, that was pre... Self satisfaction in the movie theater. That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey guys. How is everybody doing? How are you, Muff? I'm good. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you too. 2019. Thank God. I know. I'm happy to see 2019. I'm expectant. I just don't know if I would have been able to take any more 2018. Really? My 2018 cup is full. Yeah, I think it's time to move on. It is, indeed. Now, are you a resolution person, or do you have... I don't have, like, listed resolutions. Like, I don't sit up and write a list out or anything like that. But it's just... I definitely have, like, some things I don't want to take into the new year. Mm. Um, And then I have certain things that I want to see come from the new year. Mm, Okay. So. All right. If that helps at all. No, I, I hear you. Um... I have been a resolution person. Oh, so what is do? Are we gonna touch on your resolution? Um, <laughs> this is so. You know, I let me. Okay. Um, my resolution for the last like seven years has been to oh. like what for the last seven years? Oh yeah, yeah. It's always the same. Just like my Halloween costume, it's always the same thing. Oh god. Um, not the cat. I know. I know. It's been hey, easy costume. But it has been to, like, eat right and, like, be more, like, have more juicing, incorporate more juicing into my diet and lose weight. Those have always been. Now, that's funny you mention that because. I know. You know what? You bet not. (laughs) You, I already know. Go ahead. If I recall, a certain uh, suitor purchased a juicer for you to try to support your resolution. Okay, now you just make it. And then he didn't get your backhand. Oh my gosh! Because it wasn't good enough. See, man, you are making. First of all, that's the problem. No, that's the problem with y'all. See, y'all need to listen to the episode. That is absolutely not how it happened. It wasn't even near. Okay, it was kind of near, like the new year, but no, Mm. absolutely not. Mm. So check out that episode. Holiday, what is it? Holidays, cuffing season, and randomness. So you'll you'll hear about that story there. Because you know what. I am convinced that you have a secret alliance with all of my exes. Something's I, going on. I am, I am the Dark Knight, oh and I am God. the vigilante, and I support, and I try to uh, just provide that help for all of mankind because oh. we get a bad rap. Okay. Anyway, we're getting a bad rap on the Muffy Bradshaw podcast. You don't say that. I'm just saying. I mean, I don't give no. You really think I give guys a bad rap? No. Uh, no. Uh, you really think that? Maybe not. No, it's okay. Like, so, say your truth. I don't think you give us all a full, like a full bad rap, but you know, <laughs> we you got a, you got my man with the emojis. You got that the Mister mm-hmm. Bad Christmas gift. That just happened to be the same person. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But no, I love. Men and I try to do my best with uplifting and encouraging and self reflecting and not misplacing blame. But okay. anyway, so um, happy new year, 
Happy New Year. So that's my resolution. But ever since this, like, curvy plus-size move, I don't even know. Like, I still feel a little bit uncomfortable calling myself plus-size. But this whole plus-size movement has really, like, allowed me to be a little more lenient. So does plus-size have some kind of, like, negative connotation? Like... I, I think that... It's not as negative as it has been in the past. Okay. I think that we are moving into a huge body acceptance movement, which is awesome. I agree. Yeah. So that's my New Year's resolution. Um, now, and then I think that's pretty much it. Okay. I don't really like to, and then I have like my goals, like my yearly goals, mm-hmm. where I'm just like, this is what I want to do, like financially socially, so, whatever else, like did, volunteering and stuff. Did too. you and the girls do like a vision board party and like pajamas and... Not yet, but soon. I'm, okay. Mm-hmm. Aren't you supposed to do that before the new year? Not necessarily. You can do a vision board whenever. But can, the year has already commenced. Like how can you do a vision board for the year currently? Oh my God, but you can still do a vision board whenever. Okay. You can do a vision board. It doesn't have to be like time sensitive. Gotcha. I have no experience with any of this. You haven't? It's, you know, it, but it's, I think vision boards should also be for just anyone who has a goal, who has trouble putting it into fruition. Mm. I think that just kind of having that reminder visually and just holding yourself to task is always good. So it doesn't have to necessarily be like pre-New Year. You know, you can start late. You can start in February. Start it whenever. It's okay. good. So, no. Haven't done that yet, but I would like to. And um, speaking of the end of the year and the new year, we closed out with some polls. We did. On the page. We did. And I am. I'm, I, I'm a glutton for punishment, you know. Oh, my gosh. But um, I'm hoping that our viewers, we don't have a hive. Like, we need a hive. What's going to be our name for it? And we love you, listeners. Thank you, guys. We love you so much. What's going to be the name? Buff Hive. Muff, muff beehive. Ooh, oh. boom. Tag it. Wow, that's actually kind of cool. Muff beehive. Bee muff. Yep. That's oh. You know. I like that. So bars. You guys have been doing an awesome job. If you're not familiar with our polls, make sure that you check them out on our page because we ask y'all a lot of questions. Okay. So this was a poll that was very interesting to me, and this is something that I hold close to the heart. Uh, let me not be dramatic. I don't right. necessarily hold it. <laughs> I don't hold it necessarily close to the heart. You don't hold it close to the heart. Or chest or whatever. But this was a poll. So this was the question, you guys. And a lot of you guys answered this question. And the question was, is being a bad kisser a deal breaker? So, B, before you look, what do you think the majority of our listeners said? And I don't answer the polls, you guys. So this is totally like, it's not biased or anything. I just let you guys answer them. What do you think our listeners said? I'm going to say that uh, the over-under, well, I'll say this. I think like I'm, I'm going right sports. I'm going right sports and the over under is. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say that probably sixty plus percent said that bad kiss being a bad kisser was a deal breaker. You cheated. Um, oh yes. So where was that? Fifty seven percent. Boom. Said that it is a, a a deal breaker. Boom. And obviously forty three percent said no. But that forty three percent is greater than what I would have imagined. Like, I know that... So I... I think when the poll had come up, like, some people had um, messaged me and said, like, absolutely, this is a deal breaker. But then some people 
mentioned, like, it wasn't. Some people said, like, no, it's not really a deal breaker. There are other things that are more important. And while I didn't shoot them down about it, my follow-up was just like, okay, well, that's good information. How do you, how, where does that fall in line when it comes to intimacy? Because I don't know how. <laughs> I need you to be, I need you to say a play. You know what I mean? Say like, a play. How do you, like, if I'm being intimate with my significant other, my loved one, like, and kissing is something that there is not a strength of theirs, like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm a, I'm just knit, I'm going to knit the hell out of a sweater for you just because when I see you in the morning, you know, like, what am I, I don't understand. So this is, so right. So well, this is what I'm your, gathering. Rub your feet like aggressively because this is how I want you to know I care about. No, like I'm kissing you. I'm hugging you. I'm expressing in that way. I, I don't know. Point Not, taken. No judgment. Point taken. So I think that there are like from what I was told and messaged, I think there are, are a lot of different components that contribute to being a bad kisser. Mm-hmm. I mean, one, come on, you guys, y'all know. The most obvious thing ever, what would you say be? Like, the most obvious thing to make a kiss bad would be what? Like... Bad breath. Thank you! Like, that is an obvious, like, no-no. Got it. Um, And you know what? Honestly, be some people are, like, more so, like, peckers, which is interesting. And some people are more so, like, full throttle, like, let's get, like, all the intricacies of your mouth, all of that. So, I think it could be, like, kissing style. Um, So, with that said... Um, yeah. So a lot of people messaged me and also said that it was just like, how could you do other things? How could you satisfy in other ways that may be physical if you cannot just get a kiss right? Now, here's my thing with kissing, though. And you guys let us know if you agree or not, but you may not have the same kissing style as someone, but does that make them a bad kisser? Maybe you guys need to communicate about it and say, you know what, baby? This is how I like it. Like, are you a tongue person? Are you not a tongue? Like, let me know. Like, what's let's meet in the middle. What's going on? So there's a lot of different factors, I think. I'm curious how many people have actually asked that question to their significant other or to a guy and be like, hey, well, what's your kissing style? Because you, know you know how we do. Why you do y'all know? do that? We get, we just like some stuff we just don't want to talk about. Like, come on, man. Why are you asking me? Why, why are you asking me? All this stuff? You know, some men just aren't necessarily some men aren't necessarily, like, most comfortable <laughs> with some of those conversations because it just feels awkward for them. So what would you answer? I mean, Is I... Is it a deal-breaker for it's, you? For me, it absolutely is a deal-breaker. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, it's uh, it's just one of those things that I would know that well before we're talking about anything as far as a relationship is concerned. So you would not continue with a young lady if she were a back kisser? It wouldn't be the... <laughs> uh, I guess then that would defeat the mention of it being a deal breaker. Um, <laughs> I don't. She, there there, ooh, uh-huh, there would yeah. be some very strong, you know, some she, she, some of her other, you know, um, traits, characteristics, you know, what have you, would need to be very strong, you know, to overpower that. And then I would, I would certainly be open to, you know, hey, let's work on this. I was, but I feel like, man, look, at at creeping up on 33, I ain't te- I'm not teaching no more. I retire. Wait a minute. Like Watch at it. all in any aspect? I'm not teaching anything at 33 years old. Okay. I I'm not having it. I'm not having it. I'm too old for I'm not too old to be teaching. Okay. So, um <laughs> that's funny. I used to think that bad kissing was a deal breaker. 
No, actually, you know what? Here's okay. So here's my thing with kissing. Kissing is very important to me. Like it's something that I really enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. So I need to be like we need to be on the same page. Now this is when it becomes a deal breaker for me in this moment, like in this season of my life, this age, whatever. If we've had dialogue about it, and I'm like, baby, this is what I like. Let's try. You know, let's have some dialogue. What do you like? Let me show you. Blah 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 blah. And it's still like terrible. I can't physiologically go any further. Like I just, it's just, I can't, I I cannot. And that's, that's my thing. So the majority of you guys said that it would be a deal breaker for the kissing. So I would say if I had to answer the poll, uh, I would say yes with contingencies. Okay. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Or what about my favorite? I want to know my favorite poll, not my favorite, but the one I've been waiting to hear. Oh yeah. Cause I think we posed it and I have faith in everybody and you know, Y'all don't necessarily come through in the clutch for me, Ooh, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I have faith. So what's uh, what's what's the <laughs> where we stand with that? So okay, this was the next poll. So we asked you guys if you would be upset if your partner chose not to follow you on social media and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So and a lot of you guys answered this poll as well. So what do you think the majority said? Now uh, listen, you guys, I kind of asked that in a confu- or told you guys that in a confusing way. So basically, are you going to be upset if your boyfriend or girlfriend says, no, baby, I don't want you to follow me on social media? Or your husband or wife. That's that's a whole different subcategory. Is it? Yes. Wow. I think so. So, okay. We won't because we'll be here all day. I think that's a, like, I think that, oh, yeah, girlfriend, boyfriend versus husband, wife, I think that's different. But the poll just said, actually, I think the poll said significant other. Exactly. So, husband and wife is mixed up in there. So It could be. I'm going to think of... Another, partner. Sorry. Partner. So, mm-hmm. husband, wife, 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 mm-hmm. husband, husband, you know. Um, I'm going to say... This was a crazy hot topic, too. Y'all, you, y'all just don't. I'm, I got faith, but y'all... I'm going to say... Mm. I'm going to say... 51%. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you say 51% said... Said that... They would be upset. They would be upset. 65% said they would be upset. Yeesh. And it, they were, you know, both sexes who answered. Um, really? Guys would be upset? Yes. One of them they, was married. Actually, two of the guys were married. Huh. And the majority of the people who said no were actually men. Because we know that it's not, you know. So, with that said, um, and make sure you guys catch our last episode because we reference this a lot. Um, our, this is one of our favorite ones. And I'll, I'll go into this Are one. Are you so going to tap it or not? The, the, the episode that we talked about, we, I, Muff mentioned the potential, you know, we talked about how, you know, so how social media can have an effect or um, and, and be applied onto relationships. And I mentioned to her where... My thoughts were, I'm, I'm curious what the people thought about having a, or pursuing or being within a relationship um, and potentially not following each other on social media. Because sometimes, in my opinion, or, you know, as we discussed, like, that can have a negative impact on how someone potentially views you or draws, a, you know, draws an, or contributes to their understanding of who you are as a person, Um from what you don't share with them or when they're not around you. So mm-hmm. that was kind of where that poll came from and that's interesting. Well, I'm not I'm not surprised that guys felt as though it would not necessarily be an issue. Mhm. Um but yeah, okay. That's good to know. 
Yeah, so that gets me to thinking. Um, we're going to pivot here, actually. Uh-oh. Yeah, they're going to pivot here just a little bit, but this is what just came to my mind. So, with that being said, okay, we had a poll. Well, actually, this wasn't a poll. This was a question on our page. So, to me, if you're, if you're not allowing your partner to follow me on social media, does that constitute as your partner not telling you everything, sharing everything with you? Does that, is that lumped in that category or is that an exception? Because someone could be like, well, what do you mean? Like, you should be disclosing not necessarily every little intricacy, but you should be disclosing, like, the bare minimum, your Facebook or, you know, Instagram page. That could be the argument. I'm not saying either either way. I don't know. Like, I don't follow social, my boyfriends on social media, so I don't really have, like, a strong opinion about it. But, I mean, that could be a valid argument. It, it could be a valid argument. Um, I think what would be of importance um, and, and what I could see or how I could see a relationship thrive in that way is that um, that you are or you have already established a um, very clear line of communication and transparency. Um, I think when, and equally that there's a certain level of trust amongst, you know, between you two where you are equally forthcoming with certain information. So whereas, you know, you are, and you, you, whatever you're capturing on social media, if to, to make your partner feel as though whatever you're capturing on social media would not be of surprise to them. You know, so again, like as we touch base within that in that episode that we talked about, um, making sure that whatever, whenever I'm not around or whenever I'm not in the presence of my significant other, um, that I'm always still modeling or having a posture of a of, of my significant other, or, or making sure that they always would feel empowered, respected, or um, valued. You know, I'm not participating in things. I'm not. Allowing myself to be in, you know, potentially in, in compromising scenarios. Like double tapping? L- like, do- no. Because, see, I, you tried to bait me into that one. And, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to let that happen. <laughs> I am not going to. give me my, give continue, me my credit. Continue to resist. I'm not going to get that. Give me my credit, B. I mean, so that would all be dependent on the individual. Double tapping on the wrong things potentially could Cause mm-hmm. some issues. Mm-hmm. That was just like my little point. That was all my little point. So with that said, like kind of like segueing into like not necessarily social media piece of it, but when do you make the choice to disclose and not disclose? Like that's where I'm. I'm curious because to me, if you're choosing, if you are agreeing to not necessarily follow each other, um, that to me goes in the category of not necessarily disclosing everything by default. You're not disclosing what you do on social media because I'm not following you. So by default, you're not disclosing what you're doing. So with that said, how many, like, what is okay to disclose and not disclose to your partner outside of social media? Well, I, I would imagine that anything is okay to disclose. If, if there are certain things that I don't feel is okay to disclose, my question would be why. Mm-hmm. Why, why is this experience, information, um, contact, relationship, uh, what have you, what, why is that not okay to disclose? Because that's more of, I would imagine, would be the deeper question. Okay. Um, Ooh, got him. No, no, (laughs) (laughs) no, I'm thinking, listen, because as you guys know, 
like B, do we edit this? We don't edit. No, like this, our y'all shows get are raw, uncut. Raw, 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 uncut. Okay, so I'm kind of I was kind of staring out to space because B and I were talking about our topic off air, right? Yes. Yep. So we were kind of like trying to figure out where to go and what ties into what. So once again, B, like here we go again, going off on a on a tangent, but. I want to know, like, because we, okay, so listen up, you guys. So off air, we were going to have a show just about disclosing maybe, like, numbers or just some things in your past that you may not be comfortable sharing with your partner. So immediately with us talking about social media and not necessarily disclosing that made me think about, is it, what, is it okay to share an extensive part of your past with your partner? And if so, what does that look like? Like, some people need to know every detail. Like, I want to know how many ex-girlfriends you've had. I want to know how many people you've been with um, sexually. I want to know how much money you have in your bank account. How much do you have in state? Like, some people want to know everything. And is there, is there, um, I guess, like... A boundary where you're like, no, you don't necessarily need to know that. So I think my take, because we, yeah, we, as we had that conversation, I kind of chewed on it. I think um, my take on that is, mm-hmm. I think there is, it is important that that one still keeps a certain level of privacy with their partner, with their partner, like um, like out like private. What do you mean privacy? Like that I, you shouldn't tell. Not that you shouldn't tell, but that you have to exercise a certain level of discernment of does this add value to our relationship? Mm-hmm. Does this feed us or help us grow in a certain type of way? Mm-hmm. I agree. Or is this really feeding an insecurity? Mm-hmm. Because. While disclosing previous history as it pertains to work experience, as it pertains to finances, as it pertains to credit history, as it pertains to certain things that's going to allow you to better understand me as we will continue to move on as us, I think that adds value Um, Mm -hmm. as it pertains to the number of relationships that you've had because that gives me a better understanding of what your level of experience is when you come into this and vice versa. How Mm -hmm. How many relationships have I had? That feeds us because it gives us that foundation and that framework to to build from and to move forward in. Mm-hmm. Um, but where mm-hmm. I, me, mm-hmm. personally, um, has, and I, I, I can imagine people who would connect with that, um, would potentially like maybe think that it doesn't necessarily feed us or, or help us is I don't know if disclosing how many people I've been intimate with feeds us in, in, a, that, positive. in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would kind of scratch my head. Mm-hmm. So if, if someone were to ask you, would you feel comfortable disclosing? Or is that something you'd be like, well, you know what? I don't know if it would be healthy. I don't know what it would contribute to. How is it contributing to our growth? That would probably be my answer, the latter. Mm-hmm. Um, how does this feed us? Mm-hmm. Me sharing this with you is going to provide you with information to do what with. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, I don't know how that's going to be of true, genuine value that's going to allow us to move forward and grow in, the th- in this relationship. And I'm not sure if it does have value, um, to be honest. Um, I'm not sure. I think that 
anything where you're reflecting in your past or mm-hmm. if you're reflecting on the relationships or how many people you've been with for yourself, I think it's always healthy to look at patterns. Mm-hmm. Because if you know your patterns or if you see um, some irreg- um, um, something that's irregular, okay. I think that that's healthy and you can kind of like make changes moving forward. Okay. But um, I really don't know if knowing how many people your partner had sex with how that would be conducive, to be honest. I don't know. Um, I mean, if you're just curious, and maybe that's an act of intimacy because your 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 partner feels comfortable sharing that with you, then yeah, so be it. But I don't know if having that information would cultivate the relationship in any way. And I guess the reason I, I mentioned that, and I do have a... Um... Uh, something when I'm, I'm curious about or or direction that go with that mm-hmm. from there is that because I then look at myself or I imagine myself as a 45 year old man as a 55 year old man mm-hmm. you know as we have some listeners who are in their 40s and 50s and what have you I can't imagine that some of them speak to people if they are single mm-hmm. as you meet people and you're dating if that's a question that's posed to them because I think of myself as a 45 year old man if a woman asks me how many partners I've had I'm going to look at her like I'm 45 years old. <laughs> how many, I mean, does, yeah. where does that matter? Where do, where, how, where do we go from here? You know? You know, that's a good point. And I just, so I think that maybe, maybe it is important to someone who's younger and maybe a little less experienced or mm. just younger or whatever. But I think that the question going from like how many people have you had sex with should turn into tell me about your relationships. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So it's just like because I'm gonna ask that I want to know. Right. Like I want to know about your relationships. I want to know about your patterns because guess what? That may affect me. Right. That may affect me. Um. So I. I mean. And I think that's kind of where more of my conversations would be if if I'm imagining myself in that space. Um. I would be more curious to ask, you know, like what's if I'm if if we're in the realm of intimacy, like Mm -hmm. my questions would be more of like, well, you know, is there anything that has potentially happened from, you know, or to you or have you experienced anything as it pertains to intimacy um, that's irregular or, you know, um, uncommon, I Mm -hmm. guess, so to speak? Um, have you have you been susceptible to or experienced or have you, you know, been on any other side of, you know, maybe um, sexual into or intimate abuse? Mm-hmm. You know, um, well, I guess I don't I don't know if women even experience this portion, but like mm. impotence. Like I know some some women. Don't have, you look uh-uh. Don't even like, make eye contact. I'm, women, I'm not I'm just saying like, fine. I just was like, thing. I wasn't expecting that. That's, that's a all. thing. Some women have oh, mentioned boy. in their experiences and, and you know, I'm, you know. I I know I know women. That's not funny. I'm just. I know. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm not. He laughing. is the one laughing now. That's, I'm not laughing anymore. That is not true, <laughs> brothers. You know. Hey, look. We, no, but I'll I'll just aside. It's a real thing. That's a real conversation. It is, and I you know, and I, I want to just really really quick. Like I don't want to. Um, I always encourage communication. Right. So to me, if you are just to backtrack about the numbers thing. If you're asking, you're communicating. So I think it's instead of like maybe if that's something that you truly want to know and just just out of curiosity or whatever, and you're asking, at least you're communicating effectively instead of like trying to snoo or whatever. You're communicating effectively. So moving forward from that. Um, So you're right. Like even with men, men have a lot of things that they may not be forthcoming about when it comes to intimacy. And... Just like we as women, like it's going to manifest in some way, shape, or form. So I think that 
Communication about your past is important. Disclosing every little intricacy about your past, whether it's sexual, financial, um, intimate, you know, about intimacy or whatever, I think that it's important to discuss. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think you definitely should know your why. Why do you want to know? Why is it important to you? And does it contribute to the betterment of our relationship. Exactly. I think that's the larger part, in my opinion. I think, like, as as any of those specific areas or, or you know, categories, what have you, how does it feed us? Like, if we, if I'm, if I'm in a position or a place where I genuinely have an interest for this relationship to go in a direction that's going to grow or manifest in some way, mm-hmm. how does that feed us or allow us to move in that direction? Or does this, or would this, or does this, does this or would this have a mm-hmm. negative impact on us doing so? So what would you be upset about if your if your partner didn't disclose something? Mm-hmm. I feel like that came out weird. So let me just let me re ask that. So is well, there I would anything be, I would be upset if my partner didn't disclose. So you were you were Okay for our listeners, because you know me. Some of our listeners don't know me. So yeah. like let me make it plain. But yes, yeah, so what would upset you? Like if your partner chose not to disclose something, what would um, it be? I, you know what? As I think about if if let's just if we're speaking in a sense of in- intimacy, if if I if there was something that would upset me mm-hmm. for me personally, um, it wouldn't have anything to do with how many partners they had or anything of that nature because I, I really could care less. Mm-hmm. But um, what would upset me is if there were certain experiences that that she had endured or you know kind of gone through mm-hmm. um, that may have that may have negatively affected her ability to connect with me on an intimate level. And she didn't disclose that, right? you know, like where I'm obviously able to discern and see that if I'm, if I am obviously able to do so Mm -hmm. and I'm questioning that either verbally or in some shape form or, you know, some way Mm -hmm. of communicating that and she's not disclosing that, or if I had to pry to get that information when that could have just been made obvious to me in the Mm -hmm. beginning and we could have, you know, kind of talked that out, I wouldn't be upset, mad, I would be more disappointed that you 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 removed my ability to be able to, or you removed my option of being able to help you understand. Help you understand, and, mm-hmm. and if I can't help you understand, at least to help me understand, mm-hmm. because right. I'm ba- I'm attempting to base things on a blind level of understanding and assume that it's maybe connected to this or connected mm-hmm. to that or what have you. I haven't been given the opportunity to know really the full scope. Um, and I think that probably would maybe upset me in a way, but not upset as far as anger, but more upset in in the form of being disappointed that I didn't get that option. Mm-hmm. It could have been handled differently. Correct. Because it presents differently. We don't know the cause. Correct. It looks different. It feels different. And exactly. then in all actuality, like, oh, it makes sense. This is why you're pushing me away. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is why you have a really big problem with me doing this. Exactly. I understand that. This is why you don't respond when I do this. So this mm-hmm. is why you're maybe a little apprehensive or fearful mm-hmm. or, you know, kind of like standoffish when mm-hmm. I try this or those are things that you know I, I could I could have known before, and, and I feel like that also in, you know is encapsulated in trust me. You know if you if you want to move forward with me in a relationship in this capacity, trust that I'm going to be able to handle that. Communicate with me in a way that I'm going to be able to take that on, and we can talk that out. However, we need to approach that. And I think that all lumps back to like the emotional intelligence, and Very true. you know what I mean. And a lot of people. 
struggle. They struggle because people don't know an effective way to really understand themselves mm-hmm. beyond the surface. Like, I think that we get so comfortable in our patterns and our routines and the way we do things, and especially in relationships, that it's kind of uncomfortable to step outside of ourselves and really look at ourselves from an objective standpoint. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult. So I think that the not disclosing just make some people don't know that that's the reason. Right. Some and then, people... And then what that does is for people on the receiving end, because that person doesn't know how to disclose, mm-hmm. that then presents or or gives opportunity or, or, you know, leans itself to them being confused on the receiving end. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, as that then confused exchange goes back and forth, we're not communicating effectively because there's some elephant in the room or some underlying something that's at play or at hand here and neither of us are really being able to speak to it in the ways that will really help us grow and move forward right it's just perpetual system it's just like dysfunction yes and that's not good um so yeah that's that's interesting i'm trying to think um is there anything that i would be upset about if my yeah like if a guy has some kind, you know, if he's, if you're, you're seeing or feeling or, you know, some energy is giving you something and you don't know (laughs) what it is, would you be mad? You would be mad. I'm going to frame it like this. So, you know, let me give someone, give me a name. Denzel. That's good. Nice and basic. I'm not basic, but, you know, fake. Brother Denzel is giving you something, you know, you're not reading correctly. Something is like, you know, something's off, off Denzel. You know, I know you gave me this. In this movie, and I, you, you're not really feeding me the way that I thought I was going to get it, so I, I'm not reading you right. So, brothers, Brother Denzel, what's going on? If he then told you something that was taking place that he didn't share with you, and you, be, you found yourself to be upset about it, what, what would you think that would be? So, like... <laughs> I'm like, wait. I messed you up with the I know, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because can do no wrong. Denzel can do no wrong for women. That's so crazy. And I get it. Like, it, you, mm-hmm. got, you got Idris mm-hmm. and you have Denzel. They literally mm-hmm. can do no wrong. They my could have brother. done anything. Yeah. Oh, my God. Morehouse brother. Love him. Of um, Oh, out. wait. No, I'm Shout sorry. Shout out to Morehouse. Shout out to Morehouse. His son is um, my Morehouse brother. But um, anyway, Denzel didn't go to Morehouse, I don't think, did he? I don't know where Denzel went to college. I don't think he did. But anyway... Um, so, I need you to ask me that again and make it plain, please. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Man, can, man f- withheld information yes. that would have been of value to you mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. some way mm-hmm. that he didn't share with you. If that information was disclosed to you and you were upset about it, mm-hmm. what would you think that you would, what would you say you would be upset about? That he did not disclose. Um, from in, I guess, in the realm of intimacy. Mm, emotional, emotional, not necessarily physical intimacy, right? Really? No, I'm asking. So, um, like, physical intimacy, or your, just the first thing that comes to mind? Your playground. Um, I'm tongue tied today. Like, I feel like I'm tongue tied. Uh, definitely not in. Don't I didn't say anything. That. You I know said what? Nothing. 2019. We're not doing this. Um. So anyway, I I don't know, and this is the honest to god truth. I'm not sure to be honest. Um. I'm trying to think of a real life situation where, um, something that wasn't disclosed to me. No, I can't go there, you guys. That's like too much, and it'll be obvious. Um, oh, come on, dig. Really? You gonna dig or no? Nah? Wait a minute. 
2019. Uh, are we are we gonna are we gonna do I dig pseudo, the pseudo? We can give a fake name, fake time frame. Nobody's gonna know. It's the fan. We talk as a family. <sighs> then you're next. Yeah, exactly. Silence. Radio silence. What what was that? Oh, nothing. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who obviously can't see us, he literally just is like staring out in space, like trying to ignore me. So so I don't know the. To be honest, I don't know the answer. I think the thing that came to mind, but I just was kind of like, well, no. Is I need you to disclose your relationship with your mother, your real relationship with your mom, and this is the thing. Okay. This is not specific. This isn't. But a lot of our. A lot of, well, some men um, have a false sense of what a healthy relationship with their mother is like. And I feel like I should stop talking. I'll, let me say this because I, this can go, this could be its own I feel like episode. I should stop talking. And I'll say that. I'll say this <laughs> because I'm a mama's boy. I'm a, I'm a mama and daddy's my girl. My mama listens to this. Shout out. Shout out oh to mama, mama Cherry. Hey, mama Cherry. We love you. Thank you for listening. We love you. Um, I am a mama's boy, tried and true. Um, But I have been blessed enough to have a relationship where my mother will check me when I'm wrong. And this is what I mean. And I am not speaking to my situation. This is like, this is general from like, just from people I talk to and whatever else and from what I see. So, and this is for women too, but I, you know, I date men. So this is my only reference. Right. I'm in relationships with men. Um, so I think that <laughs> I think that a lot of people mm-hmm. um, don't get the correct affirmation from their parents. Okay. And I, I think that um, that could just manifest into a lot of different I, it can manifest in a lot of ways into a romantic relationship. I think that when you have a, tumult, a tumultuous relationship with a parent that it really can hinder how you treat your spouse or your mate or your girlfriend. I agree. And it, it requires a lot of unpacking, mm-hmm. emotional unpacking, and it requires a lot of introspection. Like, you have to be, you have to understand why you are the way you are. And that's for all of us. Like, all of us are the products of our parents. Right. Good, bad, or indifferent. And I think that what happens is... A lot of people aren't comfortable disclosing what that authentic relationship is, what it really truly looks like. And I think that that, not not disclosing that, can be detrimental. Mm -hmm. Not being honest with yourself or your partner, that can be detrimental. And not understanding why you are the way you are. Again, good, bad, or indifferent. So, I think I would be upset if someone presented a false sense of a relationship with a parent because I think that parent relationships are the quintessential to how you are going to be in a relationship. Again, good, bad, or indifferent. I am very close to my parents and I am a mama's girl and I am a daddy's girl. Like I am all up on IG. Like my parents are all over my social media. Um, Your dad is the coolest man. Thank you. And I love my parents so much. And I think that, even though I had a very good upbringing, love my parents very close, that has kind of hindered me too. So it's it, it can be both hard, ways. It's hard to both ways have somebody fill those shoes because I mean both ways. You're right. It's that, both ways, Mister the man. 
It's both ways, yeah. but do you see what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm not beating down. I'm blessed. I'm not beating down on people who didn't have the perfect family dynamic. And I didn't have a perfect. No one's perfect. But I'm not beating up on people who didn't have that perfect family dynamic at all. I'm just saying it could really go both ways. People who had a good family dynamic, my expectations may be a little bit. I don't want to say high, but they could be a little bit extensive. Well, I mean, the bar set high, it, so it's not even that necessarily the expectations are harsh. It's just that because the bar is set high, anything that falls below thus would be below the mm-hmm. bar. And it's tough. And no, it's not what was me, but it, it, it can be tough. Mm-hmm. And I know we're going off on a tangent, but you guys, if you hear nothing else I say, I encourage you all to look at your family dynamics. And you're, I mean, they're going to be good things. They're going to be bad things. They're going to be some things that maybe don't affect you, things mm-hmm. that are indifferent. But... Mm-hmm. That is the quintessential to to start to reflect is and to start to like have an emotional intelligence about why your patterns, why you do certain things in relationships. Yeah. So again, if you didn't, if you were, if you were not truthful about your family dynamics, that would I would be upset about that. If you presented it to be one way and it wasn't, it was another. That would be huge. I can see that. I can definitely. Woo! I felt like I was long winded on that one. No, but that's um, good, that's good information. Was I rambly, you guys? I felt I like I was rambling. I don't feel too rambly. I don't feel too rambly. Yeah, there. so that would be it. Um, so I don't know. I think that's... Should we end there? That's good. Is that good? I think that's good. Okay, so... Yeah, I'm just like... I feel like I have more to say about the whole family dynamic thing, but I don't think I will. I mean, family dynamic, family ties, um, family... Un- unspoken family secrets. Ooh! Oh, that's heavy. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got a. Oh, we got some. I got some. Maybe I have some that I don't know about. I have a small. You have a big family. I have, got, a, I have a large family. I have a My very large like, family. <laughs> and um, what I can say, and I can't, I won't go too hard because a certain right. someone. Uh, Mama Cherry is really hey, kind of thinking about putting that on paper, man. Like, not necessarily just specifically ours, but, you know, just in her profession and just things that she's done for some time, man. Like, that's something that that's in the works. Just because, mm. you know, for, just from as. And I'll just say, you know, because we have a, a very diverse um, group of people who listen to this show. We love you for that. Thank you. Absolutely. You know, definitely appreciate that, man. But and I, I'm sure that this, this applies. And I know this applies because I have I have a very close network of people who are not of African descent. But um, just black culture, black families, man, you know, people of color, like there is, for whatever reason, a unspoken, you know, there there is just an uncommunicated uh, gap or space with with black families where there are things that just go unspoken or untold. Grandparents mm-hmm. have secrets they never share with parents. Mm-hmm. Parents never showed shared that with children. We as that then that generation mm-hmm. don't know how two generations above us certain things took place that really has a specific um, impact on us. Mm-hmm. And while we're seeing it and we're like, you know, wait, something don't feel right. This energy right. don't feel right. Mm-hmm. It's because there are unspoken things that have just taken place. Like why you got people who are cousins but ain't really blood or you got mm-hmm. people who are who are aunties or what have you or you seeing pictures of people who are, and you don't know the stories. You know what I mean? Like that's just that happens that that takes place. So mm-hmm. um I think that may be of value to it kind of unpacked a bit in an episode and we could probably need a whole episode for that one. we probably will and you know what b i want to mention what we were talking about off air mm-hmm. so just speaking about like your family and just how family is so intricate mm-hmm. and just the success of a relationship yes and not necessarily your family has to go on dates with you your mom is sitting at the bar with you at happy hour with your boo right. no right but just um how you were raised or just you know just the the experience what you've seen what you've witnessed in your yeah. family so B and I were talking about um 
just how more dialogue needs to happen with what it may look like to be in a healthy relationship, maybe even a marriage. And do you want to? Yes, wanna, like I. That? So okay. I spoke. I had I, I had dialogue with a certain someone very close to me who um, married with children. Um, you know, 30 plus, what have you. And she mentioned it was just, of it was, I just sat there and I listened as, uh, you know, it kind of took place, but she mentioned how, um, black culture, we, what we don't find ourselves doing, and this is men and women. And I, I totally was able to uh, connect with this, um, how within black culture, what we don't do is we don't sit down with some of the elders in our family. If we're so blessed to have them, um, you know, whether it's a, a mother and a group of aunts or grandparents or let's, let's say you just have a, a group of, you know, your grand, your grandmother's sisters or just some elders, you know, as far as in your community or even people in your church or whoever's just closely connected to you. Whereas, you know, and, and again, men, men, men and or women where, you know, you don't have a, a population of brothers who are teaching you how to be a husband teaching you how to be a father not i think what we have done so much is assume that as we model that or as we are hoping that we model that that generations after us are just picking up on those things like we're leaning too hard on that whereas we will teach a child how to do everything up until 18 we will teach a child how to or hope that a child continues to listen to us Mm -hmm. from 18 up until 22 But then for whatever reason, after 22 and moving forward, we stop teaching. We we don't we don't we don't provide that same education, you know, whereas it it pertains to your finances, where it pertains to um, making investments, banking, you know, savings, Mm -hmm. where it pertains to pursuing a suitor, Mm -hmm. where it pertains to being pursued, Mm -hmm. whereas it pertains to being a husband and a wife. What does that look like? We're not transparent within Mm -hmm. our relationships, you know, or and or marriages and saying, hey, look. As a husband, I messed up here. You know, as a father, I messed up here. Mm-hmm. You know, as as this person who was supposed to be leading my family of three or four or five, I failed and I missed the mark here. Mm-hmm. We aren't sharing that with one another. You know, as 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 wives or or, or women who are potentially or in the process of being wives, we're, we're not telling women like you know. This is what it means to be a wife. You mm-hmm. know, this is what you're going to potentially go through. This is what I endured. Okay. This is what you prevent yourself from potentially experiencing. Well, I just feel like we're not covering each other like we want to, I think. I think just because where we are as a as a culture, as a people, like right now where we are, we certainly want to do that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if those conversations are happening at the dinner tables and in the homes where they need to necessarily be happening. I could be completely off. But when I talked to or when I sat and witnessed this conversation from this person in that space and that mm-hmm. opportunity from what she mentioned that wasn't happening with her family and that was just really um I, that was a very good takeaway i had in that experience yeah no i i get that and i i don't think that i think that communication has lacked i mean i think that we just have a problem with communication i think that communication is just a hidden I don't want to call it a gem, but it's just something that people need to do more of effectively. We do communicate, but it's just not effective. And I think that there are different, I think there are different ways to communicate what a healthy relationship looks like. Um, I, I think that, yes, it could be formal. Like, hey, this is what you need to look out for. If you're in a relationship, if you're looking to get married, this is what it may look like. I think that the strongest communication is what you experience, what you see growing That's up. That's and I think that to offset that, if it's not, 
necessarily a good visual example. I think to offset that, yes, you need. And here's my thing. If y'all are struggling or if you, there is nothing wrong with seeing a therapist, seeing your pet, talk to somebody. If you are struggling and you find yourself in the same perpetual unhealthy relationships, talk to someone. It's not easy to become emotional intelligent, emotionally intelligent. It's not because you have to really, really like analyze yourself or bias. I mean, so I think that in whatever way you can set yourself up for a healthy relationship, do it. Yes, sitting down with someone, for those who are blessed with big families, for those who are blessed with friends who are married and have successful relationships, do it. Um, and if you don't have that, go to a therapist. Right. Like, re- like that is real. So, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, no, we, no, no, no. We'll there's go not. To dentists will go to primary care physicians, but we feel like there's some taboo behind going to a therapist. And there still is. But, but we're doing much better. I can say that. We, we are, are doing, much, doing much, better. much better. We're doing much better. Um, so I, I think that communication is like i said a minute ago it's it's paramount it's the quintessential to understanding and knowing how to be in a relationship and not just romantic friendships work relationships they're all it's they're all interconnected and um so (laughs) to wrap it up um i think that even with like our discussion about disclosure i think um it everything to me, it, 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 being okay. Let me let me take a breath. My dad just texted me, and I'm like trying to multitask, you guys. And obviously, I can't. What's going on, Pop? Look, look, this is exactly why I have to keep my phone down on the table because y'all heard me stammering right now, right? Um, so, my thing about disclosure is that's up to y'all as a couple. If you if you want to disclose something to your partner and you're not. And, and you guys are communicating effectively, that's great. If you're not disclosing because you want to be deceitful, that's a whole different thing. Right. That's a whole different thing. So, um, happy new year. Happy new year. We will talk to you guys soon. We are at 1400 bars. I should know that. I think that's like just under an hour. Boom. That's <laughs> Thanks good for work. sticking with us. That's good work. Thanks for sticking with us, you guys. So what were we going to call this one, B? Oh, what do y'all think? I don't know, man. Off the mm, cuff. We yeah, got to think is, about we that We always one. go off the cuff. This is, uh, this, is good. this is good work right here. It is. So we'll think about it. I don't know. Something, something, something in randomness. That's what I always do. There we go. <laughs> so until next time, make sure you follow me at... Inspired <laughs> underscore by underscore greatness if you are an Instagram user. Um, and always... Um, you can also follow the blog revolutionarily dreaming dot blogspot dot com. Yes, yes, yes. And follow the pod, Muffy Bradshaw, just Google it, it'll show up on Instagram. And y'all know I have a little website too if you want some advice about little, dating and love. Little website. A little website. So thank you guys and make sure you're following us on social media. Keep an eye out for the polls. Make sure that you um are active on our social media page because we post a lot of fun stuff. So until then I hope you guys had a great start to your new year and we will talk to you guys soon. See you soon. Peace and love. Bye.